0: Hello, everyone. I'm Bree. I'm Dee. Welcome to the Chocolate Bar. Our lives, our strength, our time. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we hope you've missed us as much as we've missed you. We took a, another little unplanned hiatus, but sometimes you got to do that because life. Um, we are on episode 36, mm-hmm. and uh, we are talking about some good stuff tonight, kind of a follow-up to a previous episode, which we'll get into. Um, but before we go there, I guess we can catch up and see what each other has been uh, happening and what's been going on. What's been happening with you, Misty?
1: What have I been doing? I don't even... I don't know. I've been benching a lot. Mm-hmm, I hit my mm-hmm. 200-pound bench. I think, a- I, I think I claimed that at the beginning of the year that it would happen before the end of this year it happened. And we'll and see that will fit right into our episode. It happened in... I think that was still May when that mm-hmm. happened. Um, after I got squished under it one good time. Yes, <laughs> I that's all it takes. I got squished under. That is the first time um, ever, I think, really, other than a, a mishap with... Uh, a bench block mm-hmm. I think that is the first time ever in any lift that I genuinely thought I might die
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's all it takes y'all use use the safeties the right way uh don't be a stubborn idiot like I am mm-hmm. um use your safeties the way you're supposed to or y'all get squished <laughs> I, that is seriously the first time that I, I was laying there and I was like I am going to die here with this bar on my neck in the gym and what's really sad is that there were other people but I think ev- uh, everyone's so used to me benching right. and being fine that nobody even, I had to actually yell for help. You're despite, like that. Despite the fact that I was laying there with a bar on my chest collapsing onto me. Um, the only person who noticed I found out after the fact the only person who noticed that I was not okay was under like a 350 pound squat and he couldn't get out from under it fast enough to rescue
0: me it's like that little girl that little video I don't know if you saw the little video this little girl whose mother gave her wasabi for the first time yes and she puts it in her mouth and she's all she's like kind of tasting it
1: she goes help (laughs) like that was all she could muster it was so sad and so cute yes I definitely laid there for a second and I was contemplating I said oh I should be able to f- you know flatten myself and just come out that's what the that's what the safeties are for right uh but that didn't work I I have boobs I forget about that sometimes mm-hmm. and I couldn't go anywhere because of them uh. and so I lay there for a while thinking maybe I will muster the strength to push this thing off of me right I tried a couple times I failed and then the thought process the thing that has never occurred to me because you have to deeply fail bench for this to occur to you that if I rolled the bar down my body, I was going to break my ribs.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a dilemma. So
1: <laughs> I said, "Hmm," and I finally just gave it and yelled for help. And thankfully, the other people turned around. And went, oh, and I and two people came running. So that's good. But four days later, I did hit it. So I feel better. Um, yay! Yay. onward and upward. I'm looking at 250. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm going to pretend that 225 doesn't exist and I'm just going to aim for 50. There you go.
0: Reach for Uh, the stars.
1: Other than that, I've been working. I've been living. Mm -hmm. I have been... Dealing with these two little furry monsters of mine Mm -hmm. and Sasha and her photo shoots. If you follow me on Instagram, you have seen that apparently Sasha thinks she's Beyonce. She be giving looks. (laughs) Sasha serves all the looks. She be serving the people. (laughs) She works for like the rent is due. (laughs) Yeah, I really need her to give a (laughs) masterclass. And I don't really know how she does it, but it never fails you put a camera in front of her and the face comes on and there you go so oh, my dog needs an agent if anybody out there knows right. you know a dog agent that would holler be great at me because she Photo really shoots, needs videos outdoor right. commercials yeah because she really needs to pay for that expensive food they eat yes that, that, that would take a load off so if anybody yes. knows an animal agent holler at me uh and i think i really feel like that's all that's been going yeah. on it's been it's been pretty mellow around here um yeah you know, I like I said. I think I mentioned this maybe two or three episodes ago. There are lots of meets on the radar. I'm not telling anyone, including Bree, when I'm actually doing one. It'll just happen um, because I don't want people looking for me to do one. So right. I'm just no pressure. So basically, I'm just going to one day show up to a meet. It means I'm going to have to be the idiot who pays the late fee, but if that keeps people from knowing that I'm doing it, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, that's I, that. That's it. I, I hmm. really do feel like that's it. Unless there's something about my life that you know that I don't and you remember it. Mm-mm. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't look, think I, I can barely keep up
0: with my own. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, nothing much. I'll just give the Reader's Digest version. Uh, work is good. It's quiet. I have a big event coming up next weekend. Um, Working on that, um, by the time this episode drops, I will be the mother of an official high schooler, Um, which was, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, My son had his eighth grade promotion ceremony, and uh, yeah, it was fine until the principal was like and this is the class of 2022 and I about lost it cuz I was like <laughs> he's got a number designation now it's real so that was pretty interesting and uh you know just a lot of these kids you know I've been seeing since pre-K they've been going to school with my son since then so that was pretty amazing to see them growing up and, and just developing into their own little people and watching my son do it. has just been, you know, it's been quite a wild ride. But I'm, I'm really excited for him. I think, you know, middle school is kind of tough. And I think high school is where he will find his tribe and his people and he will continue to flourish. So I'm really excited for him about that. Um, he had his first uh, dance this evening, <laughs> co ed dance. And I can't, yeah, I it can't. It was it was it was much. I and he can't. was basically just like do not talk to me do not get out of the car do not pass go well because so, he was
1: probably afraid that you would yes d- do have a dance battle with him oh yes and and
0: so uh <laughs> last week uh, was um their uh, final like a uh, school trip and it was a uh boat ride around the inner harbor in Baltimore and it was a very nice chartered boat and uh, about 200 eighth graders that smelled like musty hamsters um <laughs> it was a wonderful day. And uh, I pretty much ensured my son's need for constant therapy until adulthood because the kids were (laughs) dancing. There was a DJ and uh, Nice For What came on. And so I was just kind of standing there bopping with a couple of the other black mothers that were chaperoning and one of the black teachers. And so she, you know. Uh, was kind of de- bopping next to me so we kind of bopped on over by where the kids were, where my son was and so she started dancing and I was like oh what we doing and then I dropped it low and I saw his poor little face just, just fall and all his friends oh. were around us and I'm sure it was completely traumatic and I enjoyed every minute of it so <laughs>
1: there's no video of this. No,
0: I I i I got actually I saw his teacher today at his ceremony and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to ask her cuz I thought she um I thought she had taken the video but I will find it and I will post it much I to his chagrin I was
1: hoping that it didn't exist for his sake. Yes. Because yes. you know your son is essentially me Yes in is, boy form <laughs> he does not
0: he wanted to literally like jump into the Inner Harbor which is disgusting. So
1: not a good <laughs> idea. um, i think for the sake of perspective for our listeners i think they need to understand that when i met brie her son was an actual child (laughs) he was what maybe five i was gonna say at oldest six or seven yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) he is a whole ass 14 now so Anywho, so that's been fun. Um, So yeah, just getting ready, getting him ready for, uh, he's going on a big vacation with his grandmother this summer as a present, and I'm a little bitter that I was not invited, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) So yeah, uh, just started a new training block, and that's been interesting. Um, I am prepping for meet in August, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But, uh, you know, it's it's a roller coaster. Every day is different. So I'm just trying to go with the flow and, and you know, do what I can. So anywho, but all of this actually ties in to what we want to talk about tonight. So if you all remember, um, we did an episode last year, I believe it was episode 19 about goals and about, you know, what smart goals were and how to make them and, you know, sort of what that means and all of that. So we figured that since we are halfway through 2018, which is crazy that we would just do kind of a check-in not only with each other but with y'all to talk you know a little bit about you know the goals that you set and sort of where you are with those and the other big piece of that is you know I mean, well, first of all, if you've, you know, sort of managed to accomplish all of your, you know, halfway goals or whatever you want to call them, yay, you, congratulations. Um, (laughs) But if you are trash like the rest of us and have (laughs) fallen off the wagon (laughs) repeatedly (laughs) with your goals, um, we thought that we could take a little bit of time tonight to talk a little bit about kind of how to get yourself back on track, um, you know, and, and, you know, sort of visit the fact that all is not lost. So, um, yeah, so I guess we could start with just a quick rehash. So, um, and there's, you know, literature on this everywhere, but, um, you know, a lot of studies and, and things have talked about SMART goals, which is an acronym. And it basically stands for goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And those are, you know, really sort of the way to kind of zero in on, you know, sort of what it is that you want to do. So in terms of specific, um, you know, your goal should be something that identifies an actual event, like you don't want to just be like, I want to look good. (laughs) Okay, well, what does that that mean? (laughs) mean? You know what I mean? Like, I want to be in shape. Okay, well, what does that mean? You know, so it really pays to take time to sort of come up with a specific goal. it doesn't have to be a huge one. It can be a tiny one, sort of a subset of I want to look good. But, you know, underneath that, what does that mean? Does that mean that you want to, um, you know, reduce your body fat? Does that mean that you want to get to a certain clothing size? You know, whatever that case may be. Um, and then measurable, you know, your goal has to be something that you can actually track your progress and stay motivated. So again, you know, how are you going to measure what that goal is? You know, if it's a, if it's a, like you know, goal, you want to learn how to do CrossFit, or you want to get good at it, you know, how are you going to measure that? Is that going to be measured by, you know, um, mastering certain movements? Is it going to be measured by getting to classes, you know, doing a certain number of wads per week, etc, etc. And then achievable is or attainable is really about, you know, something that you can do given sort of where you are. Like, if your goal is to buy an island, and you're not Richard Branson, that's probably <laughs> not the best goal
1: for you to start out with. Maybe so, start with, you know, buying, I don't know, like, right. some sand. Right, right, right. right. You there. know, so and that's not to say that you shouldn't
0: dream big. That's not to say that you shouldn't, you know, <laughs> reach for the stars. But again, in order to, to kind of keep yourself on track and to stay motivated, it's always better to start with something that it's something that you know that you can realistically achieve in whatever that time frame is. And the same thing with attainable and achievable, you know, it should be realistic. So again, if you, you know, want to be board certified in, you know, cardiothoracic surgery, but you have not yet been to medical school, (laughs) that's probably not going to happen.
1: Right? (laughs) Um, If you want to consider college right maybe
0: a science class here and there um you know if you want to be an olympic gold medalist in you know olympic weightlifting and you know the age cap is 35 and you're 56 again that may not actually happen in that specific avenue so you want to really be Intentional and strategic about sort of the goals that you choose and how you put them together. So that's the R is realistic, and then the T is time based. You know, y- you you need to give yourself a, a, a specific time frame within which to work. That doesn't mean that you actually have to meet it in that time frame, but y- it, you can't just be like I. You know, like I said, I am going to look good and not really say, (laughs) you know, okay, well, but when, when? (laughs) and, you know, whether it's your upcoming wedding, whether it's, you know, you want to drop a weight class for a meet and, you know, whatever, many months, whatever, something that you can set your eyes on. And and again, that you can visibly and tangibly see to sort of help you get to where you want to be.
1: So that's really what I um, think one thing that sometimes we forget with this time thing Make sure your time element matches up with the rest of those letters. Yes, <laughs> Because, yes. okay, I'll use myself for an example. I just said I want to have a 250-pound bench press. That is not a completely unrealistic goal for a woman who benches as a powerlifter. But. <laughs> right. Right. I can't say I want a 250 pound bench press. Let's say I was doing a meet in September, right? I just hit 200 pounds, maybe two weeks ago, right? The likelihood of me hitting a 250 pound bench press by September. I, I would say I probably would expect pigs to fly out of my ass faster, right? Um, so yes, I can set that as a goal, and I can even say end of the year is a little bit more realistic. It could happen. Mm-hmm. My bench grows quickly. I just happen to know that. Um, but for me to say, oh, in twelve weeks, ten weeks, no, no, just no, right, right. <laughs> so I think sometimes we get really eager about the time thing.
0: Yeah, and I think too, along with that, um, and we, you know, we've talked about this before, of course, on a previous episode about comparing yourself to other people. I think it's really important also to appreciate the fact that for someone like you, who's, you know, an advanced lifter, you, you probably are can be pretty accurate about knowing what you can achieve in a certain amount of time. Um, And it's so it's a little bit easier for you, you know, and and other folks who've been doing whatever their thing is for a while to say, Okay, I know, based upon previous, you know, uh, indicators and, and sort of where I am now. I could probably you can eyeball it, right? Same things like when you're you know working with uh, tracking food and all of that. You know, at the at the outset, you usually have to measure every little thing. But as you become more comfortable and know your body and know things it's a little bit easier for you to, you know, maybe eyeball. So I want to caution, you know, people who are kind of just getting started in whatever that thing is that they're trying to accomplish, to be very wary of comparing using other people as your gauge as to what you can accomplish. Because, you know, like you said, okay, you know, I'm not going to look at Kimberly Walford's bench and be like, (laughs) okay, well, based upon that and I'm benching negative 20 pounds right now, but I could probably get to 325 by, you know, September by my birthday. Yeah, no. So, you know, it, it's okay to, to to look at data, but just I always say to err on the side of more time than less time. Yes. Like I say give yourself a lot of time and then if you happen to get it done earlier, that's Yay. great. More power to you. But, you know, even for me, like, you know, especially when I was like on the bodybuilding side, um, you know, people would always, you know, I, I usually would take a year and a half off between shows. And people will be like, but why? You know, and I'm like, because I don't know what my body's going to do necessarily. This is going to be different than the last prep, you know, these things have changed. I'm a year older. So why would I put unnecessary pressure on myself when there's no need to and I can take that requisite amount of time. Now, if I don't need all that time, that's great, you know, to diet or to, to you know, do whatever, but I'd rather have it than not have it. Yes. So, you know, I always say with respect to, you know, formulating a time frame, try to, you know don't wait until it's emerging and you got to do it in two weeks like give yourself plenty of time to work
1: out the kinks and to you know backtrack and to fall off the wagon and stuff like that so and to realize that especially with things like strength goals you, you we have almost no control over that the part exactly we, the part we can control is showing up to training
0: and just the process right
1: actually training Doing what we're supposed to, not yoloing your way through all of your training sessions. Right,
0: but the the outcomes are really not necessarily in your control, and when they happen. So I think it's also important to think about that when you're formulating goals. That there's only so much that you can control, and so like once you let go of some of the things that are completely beyond your control, I think you'll have a little bit easier time. A, you know, not getting frustrated or staying motivated, or just saying being more sort of realistic about like okay, well. I, it says I should be here, but I've done these things. And so maybe I'm not over there quite yet, but I'm in a good space. So um, so I don't know if you wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, if there are any sort of particular goals that you've had and kind of, you know, where you are with those, or um, if we want to jump right into kind of talking about how to get back up after you slip
1: up. Well, let's see. Um, I think we already talked about my bench. Uh, yeah. So we won't spend too much time there. The other two things, lifting related, um, I've been, and this is one of those where you say, oh, I'm going to set this concrete goal. And it's been, and you have to kind of deal with the idea of, even if you don't fall off the wagon, that things are not happening as fast as you wanted them to. So I think we've talked plenty about my whole busted hamstring lower back thing that has kept me from squatting and deadlifting to the fullest of my abilities while mm-hmm. squatting at all and deadlifting to the best of my abilities for the last, eh, I don't know, eight, nine months, I don't know. Uh, so I got the clearance to be able to do the whole deadlifting thing um and to start rehabbing my squat and one of my goals was to get my deadlift back on the other side of 300 it is totally possible that it is there and i just have not found out yet right but one of the things that has come that is still in the process and this is a very good example of how you can easily fall off the wagon if you're if you're an easily frustrated person so mm-hmm. essentially i have zero control <laughs> over right. my deadlift on any given day of the week I have no idea what's going to happen. So I might set up a day, My I, tra- I set my training up a certain way so that I can usually deadlift the first day of the week. And I can walk into the gym on one Monday and 280 pounds is flying off the floor like it weighs nothing. Mm-hmm. Other weeks or other days, uh, it actually happened today. My hamstring is like, you know what, I don't like you today, mm-hmm. and 135 requires 20 minutes of preparation to get that off the floor Mm -hmm. so when you're setting a goal like i want to hit get back on the other side of 300 where i was before all this injury mess happens um every time you have one of those well fuck i can't even get 135 off the floor without screaming it's easy to derail so i have been that goal i have not hit it not because i didn't hit it but because I haven't been able to test it, because every time I go to test it, I have a bad hamstring day. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep it. What, is, what I've been having to do goal-wise with this is sort of focus on these sort of interim goals. So for right now, for example, I can very concretely say that on a regular basis, I can at least work myself up to a 250-pound deadlift. Is that heavy in the larger scheme of powerlifting? no (laughs) am I happy about it not necessarily Mm -hmm. but I've had to kind of reset my expectations as far as A the long term goal and B the reality of training for a long term goal when you're recovering from an injury so I haven't derailed (laughs) but it's definitely not I was expecting a much more straightforward okay I'm going to run this program and at the end of this 12 or 16 weeks bam that 325 350 will be there that's totally not what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> and my squat that was my secondary goal kind of us uh, uh, you know in terms of lifting was to rehab my squat it's the same thing rehabbing mm-hmm. my squat to I me mean, meant you know okay we're gonna see that 200 and something number come back and then we can advance to three but I, my my goal was 200 mm-hmm. um because I don't necessarily, and I talk about this all the time, I don't expect to ever compete full power again. I just don't see that happening. But to have, you know, 200 and something as a squat, whatever, for exercise purposes, that's fine. And even that, there are days when I go to the gym and I put 95 pounds in the bar and I get to the bottom of the squat and I'm like, oh, guess what? We're not coming back up from this one. We're just going to bail.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: again, setting that goal has been, that was a great theoretical goal it is definitely a case of I have zero control over this all I can control is showing up and trying Mm -hmm. and retooling and doing what I'm supposed to be doing in terms of what the programming is so those two yeah not so great uh bench did exactly what it's supposed to do I follow the program the bench goes up I follow the program the bench goes up um it's very concrete it's very linear or has been I've had couple struggles here and there but nothing that's completely off the base. So mm-hmm. I think in terms of that, that, you know, it's I'm a good example of what happens when you set goals that in reality you have almost no control over. I mm-hmm. and honestly for people who might be listening who are in a similar place I have another friend who trains with me, sometimes she has an injury or she's recovering from an injury and we talk about it all the time, how the hardest thing is when you already have numbers in your head. It's great when you're a new lifter, even if you get injured really early on because you don't have expectations of yourself. But when you've been lifting for a while and now you have expectations and you know what you're capable of, it's very easy to say, I want my numbers back. I will advise after having struggled with this for about the last six to eight months. As much as it's tempting to set that as the goal, I wouldn't set that as the goal. Treat things almost like you're a new lifter, so that you can celebrate the 135. <laughs> if, if you know if you right. if you haven't been able to squat for a year, setting 225 as as your goal again is going to be really disappointing unless you happen to have a really good time of it so in terms of goal setting um if i had advice to offer if we're talking specifically about lifting i would recommend that if you're coming back from an injury or you're starting from scratch yeah those two plates on the bar look way cooler than 135 Mm -hmm. (laughs) but being able to celebrate those small and acknowledge those smaller goals in between is really important. So mm-hmm. I haven't fallen off, but things definitely haven't been as straightforward right. as I expected. So yeah, that's where I am at six months in. Okay. Not a complete clusterfuck, but not, <laughs> definitely oh, yeah. not what I was expecting.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I think you bring up a good point too. Like, I mean, if, even for me, like with this whole prep thing, um, you know, I was... I don't know I was a little I'm always a little anxious right before I start a new training block I'm not really sure why but it was really interesting because the the way that it's set up now like I do uh, all three And this is sort of like pre pre meet prep but anyway so I do all three lifts on Monday on Mondays which is a struggle in and of itself um and, you know, I, I have, you know, how I'm supposed to adjust it based upon what I do. Um, so, of course, that first Monday, you know, I was all gung ho, the Rocky theme songs playing. I walked in the gym and yeah, it just did not go well with squats. So I was, a, you know, initially I was like, oh, my God, last time. And I said, you know what, just pretend you're starting all over again. Like, don't even think about how things were last time or were not because you know some time has passed and you know you're in a different place physically and all of this other stuff so I I I have I think um dramatically I don't want to say lowered my expectations but I think I've removed my expectations um and and so since then it's it's been a little bit um less uh stressful in terms of getting in and you know going and doing what whatever the assigned um training is for that day so i'm just uh, i'm really you know kind of focusing on going with the flow Um, but it's really interesting because i set uh some goals at the beginning of the year um where it was more just life stuff like i had just kind of let a lot of stuff kind of slide like you know i had said that i was going to um you know start in january well first of all let me let me get to this goal because this is trash. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my very first goal, if you all will recall, with the whole planner saga was to get back into using a planner. And I, you know, searched high and low and went through all these machinations and surveyed everybody and asked D like 9,000 questions about her planner and this and this and that and the other. So I finally found, you know, after a couple of uh, false starts, I finally found one that I liked, you know, got it, like mid-January or February wrote furiously in it and then didn't pick it up again for three months so I can't even fucking <laughs> follow through on the goal to use the fucking planner to plan my goals so that was trash I was just like this is ridiculous so um but you know I would like I would just look at it and be so overwhelmed like I just couldn't open it like I hid it under a blanket wait, for a while you- <laughs> wait I know. <laughs> can we I rewind know. this for a second? I know. It's you. So outrageous. You set a
1: goal to set your goals in right. this planner, so you right set your goals and track your goals. So you <laughs> yes. <laughs> I picture you actively hiding from yes. your goals.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, in the interest of a hundred percent transparency, I was complete trash as far as I was concerned. Like so I said, you know what?
1: Actively hid from your yes, goals. Absolutely. That is some impressive shit. I said, This is so ridiculous. So um, but at any rate,
0: so that one didn't go <laughs> quite as well at the outset. Um, but in addition to the goal of using a planner to plan my goals, so some of my other goals were, you know, it said in January, I'm going to get all the, you know, medical stuff done. So physical, you know, OBGYN, um, uh, mammogram, um, you know, finding a black primary care physician, all of that. So I did find a, finally find an African-American female primary care physician. So I was very happy about that. Because I again, I had to be a little diligent about that. um, Because it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. So I did do that. I did make an appointment, I did go to my appointment. So I'm happy about that. Um, I started back with my therapist, that was one of my other goals, you know, at the beginning of the year to just kind of get back into that natural swing of things. So I started back with her and that's been going really well. I've been going regularly once a month. So that has uh, worked out really well. Um, I have an eye exam tomorrow and I have not been in forever. There there are probably tons of contact lenses stuck to my eyelids. Um, (laughs) So I'm going, I found a new um, eye doctor because we changed insurance, which was part of the problem because we got this just this insurance plan that is just. Oh, fucktastic. But anyway, so I, I persevered. So I got that done. Um, let me see what else I still need to schedule a mammogram. So I'm not quite um, up to speed with that yet. And I have to schedule a stress test. Um, and so I need to do that. And um, there's one other thing, stress test. Um, I think that was it, like all the other stuff that was associated with my um, Uh, physical um, that she had requested I do, I did. So I gave some blood. I did some other stuff that I just don't even want to talk about because it was a hot-ass mess. I'll just (laughs) say being middle-aged and stool samples, and let's just leave it at that. Um, So... (laughs) But that's done. Um, so, yeah. Really I, stop
1: aging next year. Just, yes. just so you know. I'm yes.
0: So, the, the health part, I, I actually, I, I feel pretty good about. So, I did, I did that. Um, some of the other stuff that I had written down, I was actually, um, and I did start using the planner again, for those who were Yay. wondering. So, I'm actually looking at it now. And I, it's all pretty go- and colorful. I'm going to hold
1: you to it now that yes. I know that you were. See, here's the thing. You didn't tell me you were actively hiding from it. I know. I remember you mentioning. <laughs> well, didn't you notice I never mentioned mention the well, planner again well, the thing is, like you mentioned it once or twice and I was like okay well once the, but once things become kind of routine you stop right. mentioning them right no and, I just stopped doing it um and clearly hit it under a blanket yes so
0: I did I, I have been you know keeping up with that so um there were the other oh so there was uh, so there were two other goals I had been thinking about the, for this year. One was a financial goal, and that was to just pay off this um, credit card that is like my in my Achilles tendon. And it's not even so much that I can't just write a check and pay it off. Like I'm so annoyed with it that it just pains me to give them money every month. So I just do the bare minimum. And then I was just like, this is That's stupid. stupid. <laughs> so I, I put a plan into place about how to get that taken care of by the end of the year. And um, it is it is definitely working. So um, I'm happy about that. And then one of the other things I had been, um, I've been saying for years was just some professional development stuff. So either looking to um, get into a specific degree program that um, I want to do, or some sort of a certificate or, or something. So um, I'm kind of, I'm actually going to a information session at my job tomorrow about some of the different programs that are available for employees. So um, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on it with that. Um, And then just generally just, you know, trying to, you know, always get into bed earlier, drink more water. And I do really well for that for a couple of days and then I fall off. So, you know, it is what it is, but um, I could be doing better, but I could be doing worse. So I I feel, you know, pretty decent about where things are now, but I I just, I thought that was so hilarious. I was like, I'm gonna have to talk about that planner tonight. (laughs) Um, So because even John, you know, even my husband was like, seriously? (laughs) like you went through heaven and hell to find this planner and you haven't it's why is it blank (laughs)
1: i was just like don't you worry about it (laughs) so see i had to stop using mine temporarily not because not by choice but i think we talked about this i have a dinosaur laptop for work Mm -hmm. and it is very hard with a planner if you are a person who likes to carry yours everywhere i am one of those people i i check it yeah i write on i write the big stuff on sundays and i tend to carry it with me and i plan my work day out by the planner but the problem mm-hmm. is the computer we're supposed to bring our laptop home every night oh when your okay. laptop weighs as much as your 60 yeah. pound dog yeah you start yeah. to leave things at home so I totally feel your struggle because it's been I've had to kind of sh- I've been working through shifting how I like to use my planner yeah and now it's become a two-step planner it's kind of obnoxious because mm-hmm. now what I have to basically do every morning is do my planner stuff at home Mm -hmm. and then send myself an email Mm -hmm. so that I know what I planned to do and when I plan to do it. At work mm. because my computer seriously weighs yeah. as much as my. Day. No,
0: I know. Remember when I was dragging that little raggedy ass laptop home <laughs> all the time before we updated our computers this time? Well,
1: here is the sad thing: I have I have my own computer at home, but mm-hmm. we, we are we are supposed to bring our government issued right. equipment, yeah, in case something happens, but, right? So right. I right. feel your pain. It's very hard when you yeah. lose that routine to kind of adjust it back to something workable.
0: Yeah,
1: you did remind me, I think I did set a goal. At least I don't I don't I know I set it in my real life. I just don't remember what I set here Mm -hmm. um, about school and things like that. And I've had several monkey wrenches thrown in there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I am. I think it's funny to have goals that you set and the monkey wrench that's thrown in is that you get better options right and it's not a bad monkey right and you're kind of like oh do i need to do this <laughs> so you know and it's really funny because i think you've more than once been like what the fuck are you talking about i have more than once considered law school not to be a practicing attorney which is why mm-hmm. i think my friends who are attorneys think i'm sick in the head because they all think i want to practice i don't want to practice law mm-hmm. uh, but for what i do for a living uh the area of public health that i'm in a law degree is helpful hmm but then I started reading about PhD programs so now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right I have the decision to make okay so do I take the LSAT or the GRE I, mm-hmm. and once and until I make that decision because for a really long time I was kind of like okay I'm focused on these LSATs and if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and I'll do it on this timeline and now we're back at square one right so there's definitely apparently apparently the podcast everybody's goal is to get more educated is that what's going on here everybody everybody I think so yes maybe someday it'll be like doctor and doctor
0: girl (laughs) listen I will be getting AARP benefits if I try to go back now and get a PhD because oh that's a whole other story anyway but I feel your pain I feel your pain So I thought it would actually be really cool, um, since we both, you know, now that we have uh, outed our struggles (laughs) with goals, um, I was doing some reading just kind of about, you know, mid-year check-ins and things like that. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about was, okay, great, you've got these goals, you've either you know, completely, you know, blown them out of the water. Like I said, you're trash like the rest of us. And you're like, (laughs) what now? Um, I thought it might be cool to talk about some strategies that can kind of help you bounce back if you've, you know, fallen off the wagon, whether that be for a day or, you know, a 100 days or whatever, you know, it really isn't too late to sort of right the ship and refocus. So um, there were a couple of things, uh, seven strategies that came up to kind of help you get back, you know, and not necessarily back to where you were, but just kind of get you moving in the right direction again. Um, So the first thing that um, was discussed was, uh, you know, making sure that if you, you know, whether you did it before or you are doing it for the first time, you know, scheduling habits into your life, right? Goals or things are... are, You know, the things that help you sort of reach your goals is creating habits and something that you just do without thinking about it, right? You know, because we've talked a, a lot before about how motivation's a fickle bitch. Like, sure, is. some days you'll be motivated and some days you won't, and you have to be able to kind of move forward, even on those days that you're not motivated. And that's where scheduling um, habits come in. And so like, really, there's kind of two different ways that you can do that. The one way, um, Dee, you talked a little bit about is, you know, putting it on your calendar, right? I th- I just think there's something about, you know, and I, this is something I go um, back and forth with my son about, whether it be studying or, you know, taking notes or studying for tests, there's something about writing things down that just really, crystallizes stuff for you. And everyone's a different learner, true. But I've just found for me, um, in most things in life, once I write it down, it really just helps to make it crystal yes. clear, which is probably why I was hiding my planner. Um, <laughs> so, you know, create a habit behind, you know, whatever it is, you know, whether it's you're trying to write a book, right? Or you're trying to, you know, again, you know, prep for me, or you're trying to do these things, you know, write it on your calendar every Monday at 9am, I'm gonna do this, right? And you create that ritual and that habit behind it. Um, You know, same thing with, you know, and this is obvious for, you know, we always talk about people who are, you know, sort of getting back into movement and, you know, whether it's just trying to get fit or get stronger or whatever, Make an appointment with yourself, right yes. like write it down, put it you know put it on your iPhone timer whatever it is you need to do this at this time um, and seeing it will help kind of i think imprint it in your in in your brain mm-hmm. so that was one, and then the other one that I thought was really interesting that I hadn't thought of as much before is whatever that particular habit that you're trying to create to get to a goal. It to something that you're already doing. So the example that they gave is, um, you know, let's say, okay, you, you decided, you know what, my goal this year is to better dental dental health, and I'm going to start flossing every day, right? So. The easiest thing to do is if you already brush your teeth every day, which God, I hope you do.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a podcast about hygiene. I'm sorry. No, sorry. We're
0: we're hoping that we all got that covered. But if you know you floss every morning, you know, I mean, you know, you brush your teeth every morning as soon as you get up, put the floss right next to your toothbrush. Like even sometimes when you are so exhausted, that little two seconds you have to take to to open your drawer and search for the floss or open your medicine cabinet and get, it's too much. So set it out the night before, set your toothbrush, you know, your toothpaste, your charcoal tooth powder, which is what I use nowadays and your floss and just have it right there in a row. For me, one of the things that I and I don't do it often, but more than I'd like to is not taking my makeup off before I go to bed. So there are two things that I started doing. The first one is I know that as soon as I come in the house from work, I'm I'm I'm. I'm a little bit I'm still kind of you know have a little bit of energy like once I take my clothes off it's over so the first thing I do when I come in the house after I put my bag down is use makeup wipes and yes. wipe all my makeup off my face and that way you know I'll usually fall up and wash my face thoroughly before I go to bed but if I happen to fall asleep or something happens or I had too much wine it's not a big deal yes. um the other thing that I do is also I keep makeup wipes on my nightstand so again Mm -hmm. if I'm super exhausted and I fall into bed I can literally reach over and swipe it off or you know that moment at night every night when I get up to go pee I grab a makeup wipe and take it off so tying you know things that you want to happen to things that you are already doing again will sort of make your life a little easier right so if i know that you know every day when i come home from work immediately again before i get undressed i make my um meals for the next day or i prep my food you know i also will just get my clothes out because i'm already doing it you know um so just little things like that and scheduling those things into your life will kind of help you again get back um you know get back on the right track because it'll signal to your brain oh okay this is something this is that we're do. doing I, you this know is what we're doing
1: I had one come up today. Um, Mm -hmm. I I did mention, I know I mentioned this uh, on a previous episode, I think it was probably two or three episodes ago, that I had a friend who is in the process of losing weight, kind of doing a fitness journey thing, and I was trying to introduce her to my gym, and it had really been a struggle for her to get into the whole gym thing. She would kind of started going to the Y or someplace like that, but I... She has some injuries and some other issues that I said, you know, you might really need to get someplace where the personal trainers are not personal trainers. They're coaches with backgrounds that can customize a little bit better Mm -hmm. for injury. And it was really, at the risk of sounding like a selfish, horrible friend, it was frustrating the shit out of me because she wasn't taking any action. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, and I stopped asking her about it, I left her alone, um, unless she came to me. And then all of a sudden, the other day, she said, I made an appointment at your gym. I have a meeting at nine AM on whatever day with whatever coach and I said, Huh, you're going when I'm not going to be there. hmm Because all this time she'd been saying, I'm gonna go in the morning when you're there. I'm gonna go in the morning when you're there because it would make her feel more comfortable. But mm-hmm. when she finally committed to it, she did it at a time that I'm no I'm at work. I'll be at work when she's at the gym. And it was interesting because when we started talking about it, she said what she has been doing to build this habit now, this might be more than more of her business than she wants me to tell, so I apologize in advance, girl. Mm-hmm. She was contemplating a weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, our insurance is not the best insurance in the world, so it wasn't trying to cover any of it. So she was looking at a $15,000 mm-hmm. commitment out of her pocket. And her options were either pay for that mess out of pocket or get her ass in the gym I right. think the 60 to 100 dollars a month <laughs> yeah for the next few it's months kind of uh, yeah is, not, and, not an even trade-off <laughs> and it's been sort of I've I, and I was thinking about this and she said you know I really sat here and it became really concrete to me that I can do this and that it's worth it to do it so I don't have to spend that $15,000 right. and I know that I've done that in the past where and it's not always; it's not usually with fitness, but with other things, where I've had to tie it to something really concrete in my life. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I don't stop eating, you know, the entire bag of Doritos every day when I come home from work,
0: that right. entire
1: closet of clothes that I just spent all this money on, that's not going to fit anymore, and I'm going to have right. to go back and look at. And I went and one at one point. This isn't recent, but at one point, I actually sat down with a calculator and dug up how much all of my clothes cost that I had just bought Mm -hmm. and said you're going to have to rebuy all of that right if you gain all this weight back because you're depressed and you're eating everything in the house um but in her case I don't necessarily recommend what I did but I think tying this new habit to something that it will replace right Or that will prevent you, especially if it's something that's monetary, where you don't want to spend the money in the first place. Right. If, for example, if going for a run every day is going to keep you from having to be, I don't know, on blood pressure medication. Mm -hmm. I actually had that conversation with someone today, too. I feel like this just, I think it's just because it's June. People are talking about things that they need to do to get in shape. Right. And uh, because summer bodies and all of that. Right. Uh, I had that conversation with someone today where they said to me, you know, I'm i hate working out they were very negative about it i hate working out i hate the gym i can't stand any of this but if this will keep me from blood pressure medication and diabetes i'll go to the gym right so sometimes if you have to and it doesn't have to be something as dramatic as weight loss surgery or diabetes (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if you can concretely tie this habit development into something that it will replace or make better in some way, Mm -hmm. and that can be what your reference point is when you're when you wake up and you're like, fuck, right, I don't want to do that. That's how I kind of broke myself of the habit of ordering food when I get home, because I never ordered necessarily bad food, things that make me gain weight. But ordering a $20 salad every day, five days yeah. a week, that's $100 worth of salad. <laughs> yeah, it won't, make your, it won't make your pockets fat, that's right. for sure. Right, and $100 worth of salad, when you think about it, I don't spend $100 on groceries for the right. week. Right, right. So if you can think through something that's tangible to you, whether it's money, whether it's mm-hmm. some your health, medications, things like that, that always really helps.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, like you said, you know, to me the thing about goals and you know staying on track or getting back on track and again I talk to my son about this all the time is set yourself up for success yes. right so you know like i said okay you're going to forget stuff you're going to you know life is going to happen and that's okay but one of the best ways like you know we just mentioned is you know if you already have in place you know okay if I forget to wash my face before I go to bed, or if I forget to wash my face as soon as I get home, you know, what am I going to do to make sure I remember the next time? And whether that's put some more wipes in your car so you can start washing your face while you're driving, or, you know, make sure that they're next to the bed, have them in your purse, you know, whatever the case may be, each and every time that you, you know, sort of, I don't want to say make a mistake, but like forget or something happens, try to be, again, strategic about, okay, why did this happen? And in, in a, in a non judgmental way, just why did this happen? Okay, what can we do to prevent it from happening again? That's it. Um, so, the next thing on the list about um, how to get back on track is making sure that you stick to a schedule, even if it's in very small ways, right? Because the reality is just like it's the small incremental steps that help you reach your goal, it's the cumulative impact of like, not doing things that kind of move you away from your goal. So if you miss one workout, obviously it's not really that big of a deal, but sometimes that kind of creates that domino effect. It's Monday, they say, never, you know, never miss a workout on Monday. Okay, well, it's Monday and I woke up late and I had to work to work all day and I missed a workout. Well, it's Tuesday. Well, fuck it, I already missed Monday, so I'm gonna just go and I'm tired. And that's how things kind of get way off track. So if you know, you know, and it literally just something is, is, is better than nothing just to kind of keep your brain thinking about your schedule. So, you know, if it's one of those things where, and I've, I do this, a, not a lot, but I mean, I definitely have those mornings where I I don't plan accordingly or I'll stay up too late or something keeps me up and I wake up late and I know that I'm not going to have time for my full training, then I figure out when I get to the gym, okay, here's the amount of time I have, what can I do, even if it's just the, you know, requisite cardio for that day, even if it's just, you know, you know, do your training, but don't do instead of four sets for everything, do three or instead Mm of four sets of 12, do four sets of six, you know what I mean? Like or you know, do one exercise from each body part as opposed to doing the requisite three. And yeah, you don't want to make a habit of that per se, especially if you're training for meat or doing something. But at least you're still kind of in that
1: groove, right? So you'll do something.
0: Right. If you know that, you know, you you committed to or set a goal to, you know, write an article or to write a certain amount, you know, every day, and you can't do it that day, write a paragraph, just write a topic sentence, right? Um, you know, if you do yoga and you don't have time for a class or a full session, just take ten minutes out to breathe. Like I mean, literally any small thing that will help keep your brain engaged in what you're doing will, will keep you on track or will help you to get back on track. If I know good and damn well I'm not gonna get a gallon of water in by the end of the day, I just try to make sure I drink two full cups. Yeah. I mean or
1: whatever. You know it, what I mean? And, and sometimes it is really just the as good as you're going to get. Sometimes. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it, you know, every day, you're 100% is going to look different. And I think, again, learning how to look at that, um, without judgment, and learning how to look at that from a more objective perspective, is really helpful in kind of keeping you, you know, sort of moving in a certain direction. And, and you know, again, shit happens. Some yep. Some months you're going to be able to be completely on it. Some months you're not just because of, you know, whatever else you have going on in life or you get sick for two weeks and you got to travel for work or whatever. But don't, you know, don't let that be the thing that just completely derails you. Anytime that you can get up and start again is a good time to start, even if it's like three months later. Yeah, you know? Exactly.
1: And uh, related to this, don't. So as much as Instagram and whatever else, I pretty much spend most of my time on Instagram with the occasional trip to Facebook. Mm -hmm. As much as those can be great supportive environments for the goals that you have and kind of bounce sharing in a community of people who are with similar goals, it can also be super toxic and Mm -hmm. super discouraging because there is a lot of messaging about, oh, well, excuses and you're making excuses and if you're not doing going your hardest every day you're making excuses when you start to hear that every day or hear that in the sense that you're reading it on social media every day it starts to sink in whether you like it or not Mm -hmm. and that is not conducive (laughs) at all right to doing your best whatever the best may be Mm -hmm. and so I know for some people, they love to share everything on social media. I don't really think that, and this might be the old lady in me, I don't think that necessarily sharing every goal you have on social media is the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Because now you've not only shared the goal, but now you have like however many followers. Let's say you have 2,500 followers. Now you've got 2,500 people breathing down your neck. Right. Wondering well why are you eating that or why are you not at the gym or you should have lifted this or questioning every decision you make like I know with me and my bench there are things I don't do 5 million and 10 accessory exercises after my last coach he doesn't spend a lot of time on accessory exercises he does he's a big squat bench deadlift kind of guy you know and it's, a, it's impacted the way I train, uh, the coaches that I talk to and the way that they coach me, it aligns with what he's done with me. And I know when I used to talk more about what my goals were, well, you need to be doing this exercise and why aren't you doing that? And what, and when you start to get that input all the time, eventually you're going to say, well, fuck it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not doing it right. But what does doing it right mean? So... As much as social media is supposed to bring us all together and put us in a position to be successful because we're sharing in a quote unquote community, sometimes you have to question your community (laughs) and give yourself a bit of reality check about whether your community is actually benefiting the goals you set at all and your mentality about them. So you know, it's really interesting that
0: you that you said that because the next um, sort of thing on this list was the one that I was like, I don't really agree with this. Um, so the next sort of, you know, thing you can do to get back on track, it says to have someone who expects something of you. No, Um, (laughs) exactly. And it basically talks about, you know, accountability and, you know, whether it's someone who's depending on you to show up at the gym, or whether someone that you tell your goals to blah, 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 blah. And pretty much everything that you said is why I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, first of all, I think this, at least to me speaks a lot to um, external motivation. And you know, I'm just not a big fan of that. Um, I'm not really externally motivated by any one thing or any one person the things that I do I do because I want to do them Mm -hmm. not necessarily because I want to motivate and inspire like that's just not me that's not why and how I live my life I try to live my life the way that I see is going to be the best for me and if people draw motivation from that or inspiration from that that's great but that like I don't I don't think you should be looking at someone and like you inspire me so I'm gonna try to do everything just like you because we're different people so I'm not I'm not one who's who's pressed about you know speaking you know, life into my whatever it is to other people, you know, once I make the decision and set the intention to do something, then I'm either going to do it or not. And whether I share that with 95,000 people or just my close inner circle or with no one but God isn't really going to affect that, I guess. And right. I think what you said is absolutely right. Like, once you once you put things out there, people become invested in you. And I guess that's okay. Like, you know, um, you know that's fine. But I don't I don't want people ever thinking that I owe them anything because exactly. I don't I don't owe you shit you know what I'm saying so if I decide tomorrow you know what fuck this I'm not doing this Me like you don't get to come up to me and be like you I'm so disappointed I mm, okay girl right. well exactly. you know what are you paying these coins like so I don't I don't get off into that I find that a lot of younger people and like you said I sound like a grumpy old lady. But I find that a lot of younger folk tend to be a little bit more into that, I guess, either whether it's just because they're still sort of feeling that need for that external validation, or, you know, all of those things. But you know, to me, like, too many cooks spoil the broth and just what you were saying, like, I don't ever, ever really discuss my training, like outside of sort of again, kind of just, oh, I'm doing this right now, or whatever. But like, I always tell people, if you are working with a coach, and you are going on the internet and being like, my coach said to do this, what do you think? Then either you're with the wrong fucking coach, or you need to just stop working with right. that person. Because if you're not going to trust them and trust the process. Um, then what are you even doing exactly and you know and again certain things obviously instinctually if something instinctually feels not right to you absolutely have the right to question it but to be up on you know powerliftingwomen.com asking hey y'all asking some old you know question and they're like do you have a coach and you're like yeah and it's like well why, why are you not listening to why your are coach? you not listening to what they say and if you know better then you don't fucking need a coach. So yeah, that one, that whole have
1: someone who expects something of you, you can miss me with and, that. I, I just, I don't agree with that at all. I think my other issue with that is that what happens when that person goes away? Yeah, exactly. Because yes. quite frankly, I, that's why I was so happy that my friend just made this random appointment at the gym because that had nothing to do with right. me being there. Now that she's going because she just wants to do it, exactly. She is far more likely
0: exactly to continue to do
1: it because yeah. if i move if i moved to texas tomorrow what you gonna do what you gonna do just right. quit everything right. so that and i just like you said the idea of um and i struggled with this a lot last year um when people started asking me oh well when are you going to do a meet you're 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 you're, you know you have you you have a talent for this first of all i'm not a fucking talented power lifter i'm Mm -hmm. mediocre as shit (laughs) but the pressure of people constantly saying oh my gosh you have to do a meet you have to do a meet oh my gosh, you're gonna do so well that is the fastest way to make me shut the entire fuck down i'm always so i'm always so interested when people say that because i'm just like
0: how is that how is me doing that or not doing that going to impact your life people right. used to say that a lot to me when I was you know still um you know bodybuilding and and, so, and you know usually it was people that didn't know I did and they you know inevitably come up to me in the gym and be like do you compete and sometimes if I was in a petty mood I'd be like no you <laughs> know and they'd be like well you totally should you should and I'd be like why Well, because, you know, and it's just kind of like, I don't, why are you so invested in this? I don't even know you. It's like not just because someone A, has a talent for it or B, you know, they just enjoy it doesn't necessarily mean they need to or want to take it to that level. And it's just really weird to me how people push that, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's. Um, you know, bodybuilding. It's like, I can do this and just do it for the sheer love of it. Like, I don't necessarily need the validation of, you know, competing with someone else or getting a trophy or all
1: of these other things. People are just really weird. And there's a fine Um, line between a compliment and pressure. Yeah, exactly. And it, in certain situations, it can get to the point where, and I don't think people think about this sometimes, you're pressuring someone right to do something versus there's never been a point where I didn't want to do a powerlifting meet until people kept bugging the fuck out of me yeah doing and then I was like you know what I'm not doing anything this year I'm done I'm tapping out because I'm tired of talking about it and I don't know if that (laughs) and, and I don't know if it is
0: like people who like do a thing and they love the thing and they want everybody else to love the thing because they love the thing or if it's like I want to do this so badly and I can't. So I want you to do it. Either way is fucked up and mind your business. Basically, bottom line. Make your goal minding your business. Yeah, how about that? How about you compete in minding your goddamn business? How about we do that? Um, So anyway, moving on from that. So the next thing on the list with helping you to get back on your goals is to, and this is really important, I think, is to focus on what you can work with. So I think what often happens a lot of times is, you know, people are sort of looking at a goal and they say, okay, well, once they slip up, or once something happens, and they're sort of looking on something to kind of place that responsibility on, you know, it's like, well, I don't have, I don't really have the time, I don't really have the money, I don't have the right contacts, I don't have enough experience, I need to learn more, I'm not sure what to do, I feel, and that's fine. I mean, we all have those feelings and they are natural, and they're entitled to that. But, you know, maybe think about instead, the things that you can work with, right? So maybe I don't have the money right now, but I have the ability to go to the local library and check these books out that I can't buy on Amazon. Or maybe I don't, I can't pay a coach right now. But there are some really good free tutorials or free things on YouTube that I can sort of access to kind of build my knowledge base in the meantime, right? I don't, you know, I don't have the money to the or the time to join a gym. But I could look at, you know, some body weight workouts and things that I could do at home while the baby's sleeping or, you know, while these other things are happening for the time being. And then when I, you know, when when my circumstances change, I can make a change there. Um, So I, I think it's really important to think about sort of what you can as a as opposed to what's holding you back. I mean, obviously, when we go back to the realistic part of your goals, yeah, you do want to think about, okay, well, this probably isn't going to be possible <laughs> to, you know, perform open heart surgery, because I've never been to medical school <laughs> or stealth science. Like, I mean, yeah, you want to be realistic. But again, what can you what can you start doing? Can you take, you know, maybe can you take Bio a basic science class right at a, at a community college just to see if it's even something that you're really interested in? You know what I mean? So I think once you start of, again, kind of reframe your way of thinking about things things don't seem quite as overwhelming and I know I've definitely had personal experience with that um just in terms of okay well you know I'm 46 and you know my I'm slow as fuck and this and this and this but I do think about the things that I do have that can be
1: helpful for me with whatever it is that I'm trying to do. Uh, One of the things that my therapist, um, because, and again, we talk about this all the time here, I deal with anxiety, I deal with depression. One of the things that my therapist has taught me to do to make myself functional (laughs) when I'm freaking out about something is she said, you know what, take all the shit that freaks you out about whatever it is you're trying to do, or whatever it is you're freaking out Mm -hmm. about, and write it down and acknowledge it. Because if you don't acknowledge it Because I think sometimes when people write these articles About how to set goals and how to do this and that They almost act like you shouldn't have doubts Right It's fine to have doubts Yep And what I've learned is like she says She said you know write them down Acknowledge them Don't write them down wherever you're writing your goals down But write them down somewhere Acknowledge that they exist Think through them And then leave them the entire hell alone Mm -hmm. And And then force yourself to reframe it but it is almost impossible for most people to reframe things if they never acknowledge the shitty things. Right. So don't be afraid because, again, social media all the time, when you say you can't, you're just making excuses. Fuck that. The reality right. is sometimes you can't. <laughs> like, right. Perception is reality. Like, sometimes you can't. And sometimes you need to be able to say, I'm scared of X Right. in order to, do, to be okay with doing Y. I know I have to say every time i deadlift there is a feeling that i have felt multiple times over the years since i injured my hamstring that terrifies me because it feels like someone is going to rip my hamstring from my body mm-hmm. i have to every time i feel that i have to acknowledge it and say okay right. wait a minute am i about to injure myself or do i just need to sit down with a phone roller for 10 minutes and then yeah. get up and do this again yeah so acknowledge it we're not saying don't acknowledge it but just don't get stuck there you have right, to use that, and that and I think agile. that's what it is don't don't let
0: that kind of you know sort of the forest for the trees thing don't right, get like stuck in that place
1: f- acknowledge it figure out what it is that makes you feel that way whatever it is whether it's you think you're too old you think you're too fat you think you're too small whatever the case may be right acknowledge it deal with why you feel that way and then move on to whatever you can do next
0: right exactly and sometimes you skip steps you know you might have a certain order of steps you know with respect to reaching your goal and it may be that number three on your list is not really possible for you right now but you can do six and seven so do them and then come back to three you know what i mean like you i think you have to build in a certain amount of flexibility when it's when it's possible when it's relevant because again you know i I think it's i I think something i read it said something about be Um, rigid in your goal, but flexible in your method or something like that. So, um, you know, you know what your goal is, but it may not look like you thought it was going to look in terms of getting there. And that's okay, too, as long as it works, you know, it doesn't really matter, um, you know, how how it kind of comes about. Um, So then the next thing on the list was basically um, talks about how, so when you're trying to reach a goal, and, you know, again, you're thinking about, you know, what you can and can't do, um, you know, always remember that just because it's not optimal doesn't mean it's not beneficial and I think this is so important especially if you were kind of starting on this journey you know in terms of physicality whether it be you know losing body fat or whether it be you know getting to a strength goal or you know just learning to love yourself whatever the case may be so you have like we just talked about kind of those optimal steps that you're going to take to get to your goal so if you know that, you know, you are tracking your macros, let's say, and you know that you are allotted a certain number of carbs per week or whatever the case may be, or you know you have your daily goals that you hit. So, you know, and let's say on Tuesday, um, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, you can't hit your goal, but you hit them Monday, Thursday, and Friday and Saturday. Does that mean that you just throw it a whole fucking week away? <laughs> No, it's not optimal, but it's still beneficial, right? Those three or four days that you were able to to kind of meet where you needed to be are still doing you some benefit. You know, no, it's not perfect. Um, but don't, don't sort of, again, that whole, you know, oh, well, I got a, a flat tire, so I'm going to slash the other three, I think is kind of the famous thing that people talk yes. a lot about. So, you know yeah, sometimes, you know, eating well or or staying on track one day is better than staying on track no days. Getting to the gym two days is, you know, two days out of five is way better than not going at all. Or, you know, walking around the block is, you know, instead of jogging is way better than not doing anything. So I think, again, you kind of have to give yourself some grace when you're trying to, you know, sort of get to where you need to be you have to be kind to yourself and you have to give yourself that grace and again you have to kind of reframe your thinking like it's not always going to be all or nothing I mean yeah there are going to be times like if you are an elite athlete and you know that you know you're trying to get you know prepare for the U.S. Open I'm pretty sure Serena's like all or nothing at one point but she's a new mom so maybe there are some things that she's like you know what this is just gonna have to kind of go by the wayside for right now because I have this as my priority right now um so yeah I think it's really important to always give yourself grace as you're trying to get back kind of into the swing of things. Um, And I think, again, you know, the way that social media works and, you know, people, um, because they don't tell the truth and they, you (laughs) know, have these very edited sort of curated lives, always want you to believe that they go hard 24-7. And it's like, first of all, if you are doing that, you're going to hit a wall very, very soon Mm -hmm. because nobody can do that all the time or you're not telling the truth. So, um, again, it's, it's, you know, it's really about the small incremental things that you can do to keep you on track when you're not like 100% on track.
1: And I was just thinking of something and I think it just left my mouth like I went to open my mouth to say it and it disappeared. Oh. <laughs> wow. Hello. Um, Hello.
0: Oh. <laughs> Hello. So and you can if you remember, just jump back in. Um, And then so the sixth thing on the list was talking and again, I talked about this already designing your environment for success and setting yourself up for success. So that really goes back to you know, one thing that I've, I've learned to do over the years is there are just some weeks where I literally have to go back to square one, I have to go back to the first day of, you know, a plan or, you know, uh, macros and literally reset everything and go back to remember sort of what it is that I was supposed to be doing. I have to read back over my goals just to kind of say, okay, this is where I'm trying to get to. So, you know, it's, it's okay to do that. And then because of that, you can go back to those basic things like, you know what was it that made me successful during this time frame right and whether that is making sure that you lay out your clothes your workout clothes for the entire week or you iron your and this is another thing I'm working on but like you know on Sundays when I'm doing laundry I like I iron shit like I don't normally do that just because I hate ironing but if I know that there are certain outfits that I always wear While I'm doing the laundry and putting it away and I'm ironing some stuff maybe for my son, I just iron like three pairs of slacks or I'll just iron like my two favorite skirts and a couple of shirts just so they're already there at the ready. So when those mornings are super hectic, I don't have to think about it. Um, You know, again, you know, putting those things that are going to be helpful to you in all the places where you might need them I have a um you know food scale at work in my desk I have you know peanut butter in my desk I have probably mice in my desk but um you know <laughs> Instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of I depending up, on night I, I can't
1: with <laughs> today, I'm done, I tap out. And I haven't
0: had no wine, girl. Um, <laughs> but instead of like, depending on myself to remember to lug shit back and forth every single day, I assume that at some point, I'm going to forget or something's going to happen and I don't want to be caught out there. So I try to do things that make it easy for me to stay on track. Um, and I think, you know, with doing that, you know, it just again, it kind of keeps your brain in whatever that mindset happens to be right um so i think you know that's a huge huge one for for most people and same thing for my son i'm like you know if you know you got a test to study for when you you know when you get the study guide just print the shit out right then yep. and there go yes, online we- print it out keep it you know on your desk or keep it in your folder so when you get ready you can already be ready to start taking notes and highlighting with that
1: so and just make your life easier that's yes. that's the bottom line yes. And yes not everything is always easy. I've always, much like Brie, kept my food in my desk, kept my food scale in my desk, kept mm-hmm. all these things in the desk. And oh. I probably had mice in my desk, too. Right, right. <laughs> they're probably somewhere really fat and really mm-hmm. happy right now. Uh, but my current situation, I share four different desks in any given week. And none of them, on none of those desks, am I the principal owner of the desk. Right. Which means I get to keep precisely zero things at work. And so what i really do have to do now i am being forced to learn how to be a responsible adult about my shit and not forget things because if i don't i'm gonna be broke because i'd be at the grocery store every day so i do have to very consciously at night plan what i'm going to eat or pack what i'm going to eat and do all these things so it's it's again this is one of those situations with work with what you have i have four desks and none of them one of and quite frankly let's let's be real here at the risk of being petty because i know i have a couple coworkers who listen uh the woman who actually shares my principal desk she mm-hmm. doesn't like that she has to share so she locked all the desk drawers wow <laughs> so i can't put anything in them um so really work with what you have i can no longer open any of the drawers or the cabinets right. on my desk <laughs> Right. So I now have gotten to the point where I really do work much harder at food prepping and making sure that everything I need for the day is with me because I don't have extra food. I have to, and I've made it so that I do have to actively go take a walk. Right. If I want something. Um, Yeah. So yeah, you work with what you have, but make your life as easy as possible. If that means having to be invest a little bit more time on the front end like I do now I have to invest more time in packing food and prepping food and all of that than I did before right. so be it um if that means like Bree's case you make sure the mice are well right <laughs> <laughs> and keep great food in your drawers whatever the case may be um but make your life easier and don't expect anything of yourself right that you wouldn't expect of someone else you don't expect perfection from your friends most of the time so don't expect it from yourself
0: yeah yeah and this last one on the list is it, <laughs> i mean it really kind of hit me like a gut check, because it's so simple. And it's so like, duh. But I think it's one of the ones that people have the most difficult time with when it comes to thinking about, you know, even a thinking about as you set your goal and be thinking about sort of, if you're struggling with it or struggling to stay on track with it is and why And, and number seven on the list is care, meaning, make sure that the habits that you're trying to stick to or the goal that you're trying to reach is actually important to you. Yes. Um, It seems like such a simple thing, but I think this goes back to what we were just talking about and, you know, where we place or prioritize other people's expectations or priorities for us over those that we really want, or, you know, we don't give ourselves the the space and the grace and the right to change our minds. I mean, this is a prime example with the whole, you know, bodybuilding thing. I, you know, I kind of keep going back to, but I think it was really eye opening for me because I had always said, you know... When I was competing, I was like, the moment that stops being fun, I'm done. The moment that stops being fun, I'm done. You know, and I had been, you know, up until that point with each prep, I had actually been pretty disciplined. I actually surprised myself, um, you know. But and I won't say what it wasn't easy, but I was able to pretty successfully manage and be able to sort of, you know, follow the process and do what I needed to do. But this last time was such a freaking struggle, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I had an amazing coach, you know. I have an amazing coach, and you know, I it like the the because I had switched the way that I have was you know dieting it was actually a little easier for me that was kind of my first go around with um counting macros as opposed to quote-unquote eating clean and it was so much easier for me but I just could not I just couldn't like keep it together like I'd keep it together for a week or two I'd be successful and then I would just fuck my own self up and I was like
1: what are you <laughs> and doing you would inevitably have the 5am what the fuck is wrong with me right yeah, yeah yeah
0: it was really weird it wasn't like I wasn't making progress it was almost like I was making progress and I was so freaked out that I would sabotage myself and I'm like what is going on and then you know I think that's really when I started to like not only realize but like you said um like acknowledge that at that point, my season with doing bodybuilding was over. And I just didn't give a shit about it anymore. Like I had moved so far away from thinking about kind of my physical self and aesthetics. And you know, I was falling more in love with powerlifting and you know, really wanting to get do more CrossFit and stuff like that, that I was just really like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and I think for someone who's either super type A, or again, you know, just very intentional about how they do things, admitting to yourself that you are quitting something is you um, you can whether it is you you feel like you quitting or you're not quitting but like pivoting and shifting focus um is really hard and giving yourself permission to do that and I think that's really you know when I said to myself you know I just my heart isn't in this you know, and it was interesting, because of course, the moment that I mentioned that to my coach, he was like, yeah, I was really waiting for you to kind of come to the conclusion, because <laughs> that was quite clear, Um, you know, and it was just this sense of relief that washed over me, like, and I haven't really regretted it, you know, I mean, there have definitely been times when I'm like, oh, I should have saw this through, this was not one of those things, because I was just like, I was so miserable, and I was like, why am I doing this, I don't give a shit, like, You know, it wasn't like my husband was like, you must do this. You must compete as a pro. My son didn't care. He just, you know, he just wanted tacos. So it was just (laughs) like, like, right. I was like, who are you really doing this for? Because you're not doing it for yourself. Like, what are you, what are you feeling like you have to prove? So I really had to kind of be very introspective. But, you know, it helped me in the long run, because again, it really sort of start to make me started to make me think about you know when you're looking at you know kind of where you want to go next and how you want to get there are these things that you really truly care about and that you're passionate about if you're not don't bother um,
1: and i think especially so I, things that take up a significant chunk of your life. yes
0: time money energy you know, whatever it is, um, you know, it really needs just because everybody else is doing it just because, you know, powerlifting and nationals and all this other bullshit is like, you know, the thing to do. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Like you don't have to, you know, if you don't, you know, want to get a pro card and bodybuilding, you don't have to like, you absolutely don't have to do that. And it's absolutely fine. And don't make don't allow
1: other people to make you feel otherwise. On a related note, it is okay, despite. Social media's words for it. It is okay to make a conscious decision to be mediocre. Right. It is yeah. okay. Like, I don't know that, and I've gotten many comments behind the scenes about this. I don't know that I will ever be anything resembling lean again. Um, it is something that I deeply struggle with because I very, on a very regular basis get, you let you used to look so good. Oh my God. Oh, thanks, asshole. Um, right. <laughs> and... But it's also not worth the amount of stress, like being able yeah. to, for me to be able to get up when my co workers like, hey, we are going to go across the street and go to lunch. The ability to go to lunch with my coworkers without carrying a food scale and weighing right. lettuce
0: and yeah. tomatoes
1: is well worth it to me. Okay, yeah. fine, I'm, if you think I'm fat and gross looking now, more power to you, you think I'm fat and gross looking, that's great, fine, whatever. Um, being able to go on a date and not be some hateful shrew who will only yes. eat the salad and with dry, you know, n- dry grilled chicken, be able to go on a date and be like, oh, you wanna eat a whole pizza, let's go. <laughs> right, yeah. And th- being able to do that is far more worth it to me than right. my abs and having cut up legs. And so, yeah, I mean, it is okay right now for me to decide, fuck it, I'm gonna be normal. It's okay. If your goal is to be normal, that's okay. And right now, it's, it's almost like it people act like it's not okay to just want to be, oh, I just want to lose five pounds. Right. Instead of, I want to have six pack abs and a tight booty. (laughs) You know, I really feel like,
0: and again, I don't know if, if this is, you know, if it's a chicken or the egg scenario, like it was always like this, but social media just shined a light more, shine more of a light on it or social media is the cause of it. But I almost feel like there are so many people that I see, you know, again, kind of looking at, you know, kind of the Instagram folk and, you know, whatever, and whether it be powerlifting or like people I feel like people get into things you know and develop these quote-unquote hobbies or interests because there are certain people that just so badly want to be good at something something Anything. anything that it's it's almost like it's really weird like it's and I guess because I've always kind of operated in the reverse like I figure I kind of have my passions. And then, you know, once I fall in love with it, I'm like, you know, I really want to become a student of this thing, because I want to get better. But I don't actively go out seeking to be like, what can I win a medal in? What can I, you know, gain a sponsorship for what can I like, that's just not the way my brain works. So I'm always so fascinated when I, you know, Come across these people, and it's quite clear that they're doing it just because, again, they want that external validation of a trophy or whatever. And I guess you know if that works for you in terms of you know kind of keeping you quote unquote motivated, that's great. But I just think that I just think it's a dangerous path to travel because what happens that first time that you don't, or what right? happens when what happens you when can't you do your work right or, exactly and you've tied your entire identity in this or what happens when you you know you go to that first meet and you totally bomb out right. well if the, all you were after was a trophy then like all the other amazing stuff that happened as a result of you accomplishing this goal or the people that you met or the lessons that you learned all of that is going to be lost on you and you're mm-hmm. going to be on to the next big thing and, you know and it's just kind of like and I don't know again if that's just something that comes with perspective and age or whatever but you know that it, it, it goes back to the point of it, make it something that you give a shit about because you give a shit about it Exactly. not because you saw you know insta powerlifting coach celebrity talking about it and what she's doing you know that may not necessarily be the right thing for you and frankly it may not necessarily she may hate the shit too but now she's, she's tied her she's whole stuck identity into it, it and she's stuck you know what I'm saying so you, you, you can't go by you know, you you always, I think it's always really important to look within first and foremost, um, before you look externally for anything, you know, whether it be figuring out what it is that you want to do with life or figuring out, you know, because usually, again, those natural progressions are when things really tend to work out well, like you naturally move into a space or become aligned with something and you love it and you do it because you have the sheer joy of it, you know, and then all of these great things come out of it. Now, at the end of the day, you know, you can say what you will. Obviously, Serena is a competitor. She's always been a competitor. But Serena loved fucking She loved loves tennis, tennis. Period. She's loved tennis since she was a little girl. So I don't think when she started playing as a little girl, her father introduced her to it. It was like, yes, I'm going to do this so that I can be the best ever and win all the things. She was just like, I'm this little girl in the hood and I want to play tennis with my sister. And it just so happened that she was an amazing talent at it. But I think if she didn't have that true love for it, she probably wouldn't have worked as hard Nope. It, nope. You know, so I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned in, in approaching, you know, your goals and approaching, you know, your passions and finding your passions. You know, that way as opposed to kind of putting the
1: cart you before the horse. On, on a related right. note, and with re- regard to having coaches, especially in the powerlifting side of things, it it always helps to have one if you have some concrete goals. But a cautionary note, I guess. If your coach, how do I want to say this? Be careful to understand your coach's motivations for you. I see a lot of very young coaches now who are trying to make their names on the backs of their athletes. And so you see these people, and I have a few people in mind, I'm not naming names, but there are some people in mind. People have sent me things, you know, from Facebook or Instagram where... You're doing your first meet and you're trying to make yourself hashtag worthy or you're doing promo videos for yourself for your first meet or you're doing these big, you know, you're you're promoting yourself as an athlete before you've ever competed. Uh, You're you're trying to chase down sponsorships. Make sure that your coach isn't putting you out there for their own benefit. Right. Because. What happens when the next athlete comes along that's a better athlete than you? Right. Your coach won't give a fuck about you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're setting goals, you might be setting your realistic goals in your head, but your coach is saying, no, 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 you can do so much better than that. How do they know if they're new at coaching? Right. So make sure that you are aligned, your goals are aligned with not only what is realistic for you, but that you're working with someone who really is supportive of your goals for you and what you give a right. fuck about. because. I know, I don't give a fuck about squatting. Let me be real here. I don't give a fuck about it except from general, a general fitness perspective. I don't give a fuck if I ever squat on a platform ever again. Don't care. Um, so for me to have a coach who's obsessed with the idea of me, for example, making nationals as a full power athlete, that's stupid because our goals, are, my goals are not aligned with that coach's goals if that was to happen. Right. So make sure that, It's just something I'm seeing more with, and again, it's the social media. Make sure you understand your coach's motivations for you because if your coach is trying to get famous, their interest is not going to be you. If your coach's goal is to be famous, right, (laughs) but your goal is just to do your first meet, right, make sure you know how those two things align because famous coach is going to have, trying to be famous coach is not going to deal with you the same way as a coach who just wants to be a coach right and do well for their athletes and have their best interest at heart so yeah make sure it's something you give a fuck about enough to care and that everyone around you who is supporting your goals and i'm talking coaches not necessarily you telling the entire internet your business um make sure that they really are supportive for you and what you give a fuck about
0: right yeah well i think that is a lovely place to uh bid adieu um uh this has been really good and i listen i have been sitting here with my planner i was open going to say please and taking notes
1: <laughs> do me a favor and let me know the next time you feel the need to hide your planner under a blanket <laughs> y'all i am going to harass her about this for the rest of. The i year. know
0: I know, I know, I know. Because really under a
1: blanket though.
0: I know. Like I didn't know where the blanket was. Um, (laughs) Right. And so what I've been doing is every, you know, every night I put it in my work bag because work's a little quiet right now because there are no students there. And at least if I am, you know, sort of struck by the moment or struck by the, you know inclination to open it up it's there
1: Um,
0: you know and like so my and it was funny because I was sitting here and my um, loctician texted me about my next appointment and I was like okay that date works and I immediately opened my and wrote it in so i'm doing better i am doing better we are all a work in progress i just want
1: you to know that i have this awesome mental picture of you when you were still hiding from your plan i know of you like (laughs) tiptoeing past it oh yeah oh yeah the pink panther
0: right there was a
1: room so then it was in like one of our spare bedrooms (laughs) and like
0: the door was open and i would literally like i'd be and i have to pass that room to get to our bedroom so i would literally like turn my head and close the door and then walk past it like it could see me like <laughs> so stupid this anyway. is why
1: we're friends because yeah
0: pretty much because I'm, I'm a mess that's um,
1: that's great
0: <laughs> but thank you all again for tuning in um, if you have any ideas or any tips and tricks about you know staying on task or how your goals are going this far you know we'd love to hear about it so you can hit us up um in the dms on instagram chocolate bar podcast you can hit us up at chocolate life at gmail.com um we're on the twitters um facebook we're everywhere um check us out on soundcloud and itunes please give a listen tell your friends um we've got some really cool things coming up for you all in terms of folks to interview and things to talk about but we are always open to ideas so and thank you again for all of the support yes i'm brie and we'll see you at the bar. Bye, bye.